Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, teacher friend, you're listening to episode 44 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Are you a teacher who feels like you're constantly juggling this never-ending to-do list? Do you find yourself grading papers at like 11 p.m. and answering emails on the weekends? Are you your student's teacher, mentor, counselor, and even sometimes parental figure? If so, let me tell you, you're not alone. Welcome to the world of teacher job creep. Not only are you doing all of these things for your students, but you're probably given new initiatives every year, some new computer system, some new curriculum, some new approach to teaching. It can feel really overwhelming and exhausting to constantly have to adapt to all these new demands on top of your already demanding role as a teacher. That is exactly what I want to talk about in today's episode, which is the fourth episode in the sustainability series, the job creep that teachers experience, how that's leading to burnout, and actionable steps we can take to combat this insidious overwork. So let's not waste any time and let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a community reviewer of the week shout out to middle school Mrs. E, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcast and says, whether you are a new or veteran teacher, this podcast offers sustainable strategies that will help empower positivity, self-care, and avoid burnout. After teaching for two years, I left the profession due to the overwhelm and burnout, and I returned a year later and have spent the last 13 years in education setting boundaries, avoiding energy vampires, girl, yes, (laughs) encouraging positivity in the classroom and amongst colleagues. This podcast is a treasure of resources I wish I had many years ago. This is the professional development we as teachers actually need. And I want to say these reviews are the ones that I love because that's exactly how I felt my first year's teaching and how I wish I had 
the supports that I currently curate. So it truly brings me so much joy to know that I'm helping support new and veteran teachers alike in making this job more sustainable. Your reviews, your messages, which I read every single one, and I always write back or send voice messages back to respond, are what make this podcast so fulfilling for me. To know what tips you loved and things you are doing to recover from that teacher burnout and reignite your passion is what this podcast is all about. So if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you follow along with the podcast on your favorite pod player so you never miss another episode. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, screenshot the episode you're listening to, or share it with your teacher friends, because I truly want to encourage and touch as many educators as I can. And your reviews and your shares help me reach educators who might not have otherwise found this podcast. And you guys know when I talk about a new topic, I like to do a little story time, because sometimes it can really help bring the topic into perspective. But I've been teaching for 13 years. When I first started teaching, there was no digital planning. There was no constant grading, uh, like uploading it into programs like PowerSchool. The students didn't have all these devices to do their work on. When I transitioned into special education from general education, that was like a huge awakening to all of the extra work because now I have like IEPs, meeting scheduling, more parent communication to add to my already busy schedule. And at first I was like, okay, this is just because it's a brand new role. It's a different role. And I really, honestly, I struggled to keep up with the demands. And I learned you know, how to write IEPs. I developed a system, but then I was co-teaching and I had to coordinate with other teachers and specialists to provide that support and accommodations for my students. Right before pandemic teaching, I think is when I started realizing like, dang, it is always something new. Because at that time, Our district implemented new methods of teaching in my resource classroom. They wanted more documentation to demonstrate what co-teaching was occurring, documenting specially designed instruction. That's all on top of actually teaching and writing lesson plans and all of that jazz. But then as we entered this pandemic teaching, it was like even more to do. It wasn't just like writing these lesson plans, teaching it in class. It was trying to find these kids, get helping them log in more and more and more. And it didn't help that my district then requested, okay, that I teach modified curriculum and resource completely virtually the year after that, which was like, that's, that's two separate teaching positions. And that's when I was like, Does any other jobs have this many demands? Let me know if you can relate to this, seriously, because I know it's not just that I switched from gen ed to special education. This was legit job creep, and it wasn't just me. So if you've never heard of job creep, it's where these expectations and requirements of the job increase without a pay increase or recognition. Yeah. Teachers everywhere are like, yep, that's it. That's exactly what we're experiencing. The truth is, No matter what teaching position you hold, the scope of the job of teaching expands every year. And oftentimes it seems as if the solution to every problem in education is basically defaulted to expecting teachers to do more, to work harder. It's like a new document you need to fill out, a new form, a new computer system you need to track things in, a new goal setting approach, a new means of communicating with parents, a new form for accountability. It keeps going on. And I am in no way saying that, you know, forward thinking isn't important, but when it adds to more and more, at what point do we say enough is enough? The job creep that is being experienced 
that is completely unsustainable. And now you're probably like, but Brittany, this is your sustainability series. Did you just like completely switch up the game? No. There are definitely ways to combat this job creep that we experience. But again, it's going back to those spheres of sustainability that we've been talking about in the series, that support, that action, that mindset. If you didn't listen to that first episode in the series, I highly recommend you go back and listen through. But the one main thing that I can't go without saying is we have to combat this with some boundaries. And boundaries require both mindset and action on our part in order to get the support that we need. Boundaries do four main things in the face of job creep. They protect your personal and professional time. They allow teachers to really focus on their primary responsibilities, such as teaching and supporting students. Number three, they focus on encouraging that delegation. And then number four, they promote collaboration. And my friend Jen Manley, who was on the podcast in episode 11, talked about this on TikTok. But in order to clearly communicate these boundaries, sometimes we're going to have to go to admin. We have to ask for their support and prioritizing our enormous workload. And she suggests doing this in three main steps. First, do a one-week time audit where you make note of exactly how much time you have that is unmanaged throughout the day. Number two, you want to compile a list of all of the requirements of your job. Grading, meetings, school initiatives, those non-negotiables. And then the third step is you're going to need to send your principal both that time audit and list and explicitly state that you don't have enough time to meet all of the requirements of your job. And you're going to ask your administrator to indicate which of those deliverables are the most important. The truth is that you're never going to have enough time to get everything done as a teacher. You're just not. But if you're experiencing that job creep where it's just another thing and another thing piling up on your plate, then it's important to establish these clear boundaries to protect your time, to focus on those primary responsibilities. Conducting this time audit and compiling this list of job requirements can really help you identify areas where you can delegate or you can collaborate with other people. Communicating your needs and your limitations to your administrator can also help prioritize your workload, providing that support that you need to be successful in your role as a teacher. Remember, setting boundaries isn't selfish or weak. You're literally protecting your peace, your well-being, and the quality of work that you do. One guy that I saw talk about job creep on TikTok also brought up the fact that a lot of these initiatives, these expectations that are added, it's like we're in this perpetual state of like report card season because now as soon as we enter grades, they're visible to parents. They're visible to students as soon as they're entered. And we have to then answer emails about grades. He used the phrase, this piling up of all these little bitty tasks is like a death by a thousand tiny cuts. That hits hard, doesn't it? Technology undoubtedly has brought many benefits to the field of education. We are now able to have this wealth of resources and of tools to really enhance our teaching and engage with our students. However, it's really introduced this new layer of complexity in our profession. With so many different programs, so many different apps, so many different platforms available, we're required to kind of juggle these multiple systems, switch between them on a regular basis. And this can be really time consuming, really confusing, particularly for teachers who are, aren't particularly, you know, tech savvy. But the 
a lack of having this unified system for our education technology means that we're struggling to find the right tools for our specific needs. There's so many options that are available. And it's really overwhelming to choose like, what program do we need? What app do we need for a particular lesson or an activity? And we have to take attendance on one application, head over to another to upload our lessons. Your admin gives you yet another Google sheet to complete for checks and balances. And here's the thing. There's research that shows that productivity is significantly affected when people have to switch between multiple apps and interfaces. This is because switching these tasks, these applications, requires a cognitive effort and can lead to interruptions, distractions, a loss of focus. One study conducted by the University of California found that it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds for an individual to regain focus after being interrupted. When we constantly switch from different apps and different interfaces, we are increasing the likelihood of being interrupted and losing that focus, leading to a decrease in productivity. When we constantly switch between these different apps, these different interfaces, we're forced to make decisions about what tasks to prioritize, which applications to use, and how we can manage this time effectively. And this requires a significant amount of mental effort and really depletes these cognitive resources, making it difficult to make effective decisions as the day goes on. Another reason that teachers are experiencing decision fatigue, and we talked about this in episode 34, but research is showing that we have to minimize the need for us to switch between these things so that we can improve our productivity. Strategies like using multiple screens, consolidating applications, avoiding that unnecessary interruption can really help us stay focused and on task. Ultimately, you know, Technology is not a panacea for all of the challenges facing the education system today, but it has the potential to be a valuable tool for teachers who are willing to embrace it and use it effectively. As with any tool, it's really important to understand the strengths and weaknesses and use it in a way that best supports student learning and achievement. So how do we stop going between all these different apps? How can we really streamline this for our own classrooms when all these things are expected? Well, I'm glad you asked because the number one thing that I learned to do during the pandemic was automate all those little tasks that were taking up all my extra time. And according to my polls on Instagram, not many teachers know about automation. So automation refers to using technology to perform tasks or processes that are repetitive. Maybe they're on different programs or different networks. Automation really ranges from just simple tasks like sending automatic email replies to more complex tasks like analyzing data, making predictions. So it can really help combat this job creep that teachers are experiencing by freeing up the time for us to focus on those more important tasks and reduce that need for the repetitive mundane work that is sucking up all our time. Automation is literally the tool that streamlines all of these chaotic processes. It eliminates errors. It increases our efficiency. You know how I said we have to go in between these different apps and interfaces? Well, automation cuts out the need to switch to and from. 
In the next episode in the series, we're going to dive more into automating in the classroom, what this looks like, and how it can help get your time back. In the coming weeks, I am also releasing my Automate Your Classroom course. So if you're at this place where you want to stop working these nights and weekends, you want to get back 10 to 20 hours of your time that you're spending outside of contract hours on all these different tasks, eliminating some of these time-wasting tasks, get that work-life balance you crave and simplify your workload, I invite you to join the waitlist for this course, Automate Your Classroom, where I'm going to walk you through the step-by-step process of how to really reflect on what's working, what's not working for sustainability in your career with assessments to determine which components you need to simplify, as well as take you on your personal individualized journey to creating the system that's going to work best for your classroom. From there, I'm going to give you the tools that you can use to develop these automations, even if you have no technology background, which are going to help you and allow you to create this system from scratch, tailored to your specific needs, giving you that energy, that capacity to do the tasks and teaching that actually move the needle forward and impact your students and their growth. I am so very excited to offer this because inside I'm going to have a comprehensive automation tech vault that includes templates for automating emailing to parents, colleagues, automated grading, co-planning, lesson planning, curriculum mapping, data tracking, progress monitoring, all that and so much more. You can learn more and get on the wait list at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash automate your classroom. This will also be in the show notes for this episode, which is teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash episode 44. All in all, Job creep is a serious issue. It is plaguing our profession and it's not right. We have to say, you know, enough is enough. We've got to set those boundaries. We've got to communicate our needs so that more and more doesn't keep falling on educators. As teachers, we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our students to perform our jobs to the best of our abilities. However, job creep can make it very difficult for us to meet all of our obligations. It can lead to that burnout, that dissatisfaction. So it's important for us to recognize that setting our boundaries is not a sign of weakness or a lack of dedication, but rather a necessary step in ensuring our well-being and effectiveness as educators. By communicating our needs and our limitations to our administrators and our colleagues, we can start to work together to prioritize tasks and find solutions that are going to work for everyone. We can also utilize our technology and automation to streamline processes and free up our time for those more important tasks. Ultimately, we need to continue to advocate for ourselves and for the teaching profession as a whole. We need to push back against job creep and demand the respect, the support that we deserve. Without support, we can't take action. Without the mindset to advocate for ourselves, we can't take that action. Together, we can make a positive change in the sustainability of our teaching careers and create a better future for ourselves and for our students. So don't forget, you are a resilient teacher. We're in this together. You've got this. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and 
tag me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.